Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Saturday, March 11th, Ian Cameron, and our Saturday guest, of course, Kevin Beach, is back with us again, uh, ready to break down the Saturday card. We've got a huge slate on tap. We've got all but two NHL teams playing today. 30 of the 32 teams are in action, 15 games here for this Saturday uh, in the NHL. Uh, before we jump into it, Kevin, i got to ask you, on a day like today with 15 games, how the hell do you go about it trying to break this uh, card down and uh, try to... Uh, get your card put together because I know for me it's tough you want to place every bet you like but you realize 15 games when it's this big of a sized card sometimes you got to take out some of the uh, stuff you don't like quite as much but uh, it makes it a challenging uh, day I love it watching all these games and having all this selection but it can be challenging too for people that are betting and handicapping yeah we just talked about there's uh there's so many games to choose from that it's it's kind of uh hard to take everything you want and uh you kind of you got to streamline it and almost just pick one one two thing two thing the best things you like per game uh with, with so many games being on the slate so you almost got to go with your your favorite ones your 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 best value you find take those and then the ones uh you kind of just like a little bit you kind of got to leave and uh, leave for another day uh, certainly in this uh on a day like today definitely you know, you're, you want to be able to bet every uh, play you like on the board, but it's not always uh, possible to be able to uh, do that. I just want to briefly touch on one game, one of the games. Florida's averted disaster beating Chicago. It was not looking good. That was that was a game they could ill afford not to get the two points uh, at home against the Blackhawks for a team that is just trying to uh, keep in pace with the uh, Penguins and the Islanders for one of those two wild card spots. But it wasn't pretty, but they got the uh, job done. Uh, at the end of the day and came back to win in overtime. Calgary did not, uh, as they ended up losing to the Anaheim Ducks 3-1 to last night. And it's the same type of Calgary Flames loss that we have pretty much seen all season with this team. Tons of shots, high-volume sh- shots, uh, enough scoring chances to try to score and put the puck in the net. And at the end of the day, they can't fucking do it. I mean, it just drives you absolutely insane. And I'm telling you what, Beachy, you would love playing the Calgary Flames as a goaltender because all this team does is shoot the damn puck right into the crest of the goalie half the time. They just make it so easy, just right into the chest. You know, there's very little ingenuity or creativity with the Flames, I find, with finishing around the net. They don't go for the deep move enough. They don't try to get the goalie moving side to side enough. They don't have a ton of the, uh, the, the elite level finishers to put a roof job. Top uh, top, uh, top corner uh, on an opposing goaltender. They just make life very easy, you know, for goaltenders. It's just that's been the way it's been all year for them. They get a lot of shots and chances, but they just never have enough to show for it. We saw it again last night in another frustrating loss. Another loss they can ill afford as they're trying to track down Winnipeg for the final wild card spot. It's great for us uh, prop betters though, with all the uh, all the shots they throw on that, you know. The That's what I said yesterday. Bet the shots on goal prop. Don't yeah. don't don't touch the goal props because yeah. we know they can't score. But those shots on goal props have at it because they're firing the puck at the very least. Yeah, I've been I've been waiting for them to get it going though, and 
as soon as you think they're they're out of it, they 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 win a couple of games, and then and then you got a team like the Jets struggling, and then you're like, okay, they got a chance, and uh, they got some winnable games coming up. They got Anaheim, you know, they're gonna get back in the race, and then they uh, they just find a find a way to bowl games here and uh, and not not take care of business. So yeah, it's been disappointing all year. Uh, they're most likely not going to make it in. I'm still still rooting for them as a Canadian team, but man, it's 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 hard to watch them. Uh, continue to let you down on games they should they should be taking care of business pretty easily here yeah another frustration and i and i tweeted this out from uh, uh from what i saw on twitter i saw this stat last night and it sums up their season perfectly calgary flames their ninth that last night that loss to anaheim was their 19th loss this season when out shooting their opponent by at least 10 shots in a game 19th loss uh out shooting their opponent by 10 or more shots on goal and that is a NHL record for a single season. Uh, wow, that's crazy. It's not exactly yeah. what you want, but uh, at, there's an extreme level of you know unlucky, obviously, in terms of uh, being able to finish. But it's not just bad luck; it's just that they don't have that elite level finish with a lot of their players. It's just the way it is, and you need that if you're going to be surgical and clinical with finishing off some of your uh, scoring chances. All right, let's get to Saturday's card because it is a huge one. We got 15 games. We'll begin in Boston. This is the first of a ABC Saturday afternoon doubleheader. They've had a, a bunch of these lately. Uh, it's the Detroit Red Wings and Boston Bruins. Uh, Boston minus 360 uh, home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, I think when you look at this matchup, certainly the Bruins are going to be uh, chomping at the bit, you would think. Uh, to want to play better and bounce back after a tough loss against Edmonton uh, the other night. They got off to the 2 nothing lead, couldn't hold the lead. Uh, Jim Montgomery, you know, for a team that only lost 3-2 and has had a pretty damn good season, said we just he, he didn't feel they were on their game, uh, even though that was a one-goal game and they had a 2 nothing lead at one point. I think it's a fair assessment because you could just tell things weren't really clicking uh, as much as you would have liked to have seen from this uh, Bruins team that night. So we'll see if they can uh, respond here. Uh, with a better performance here this afternoon against the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Uh, the Red Wings snapped a uh, six-game losing streak, beating Chicago, although barely 4-3 uh, to three, uh, in their last game. They outshot Chicago 41-20, one of those games where it took them a while to finally see the uh, red light go on, but eventually it did happen for them. Uh, we'll see if uh, they can build on that, but it's not going to be easy here, obviously, uh, facing this uh, Bruins team coming off a uh, 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 defeat against the uh, Edmonton uh, Oilers. You know, the Bruins probably do win this game. It's just a question of value. I mean, I was kind of interested in maybe a Boston first period puck line look, but even that's like plus 100, minus 105. I mean, you're just not getting, you know, great prices with that when they're such a big favorite here. But I do expect a strong start uh, from the Bruins here today. Uh, in this game and find a way to win. This is definitely going to be, for me at least, more of a prop game uh, than anything else when it comes to the uh, matchup here with the uh, Bruins and the Red Wings. For me, I'm going to look at Orlov point. Uh, he has been certainly noticeable on the blue line, getting the big minutes, five-on-five five power play. Zaka, to me, is always undervalued. Uh, definitely when it comes to player props for the Bruins, uh, I'm definitely going to start there with those two guys, uh, Zaka and Orlov. Uh, going into this game today, uh, Kevin, what do you think here, Detroit and Boston? Yeah, Orloff, what a what a fit he's been into the lineup so far. Um, yeah, I agree on on the prices here. Um, I mean, I expect the Bruins to uh, get back on track, take care of business here against Detroit, who's who's fallen off out of that playoff race now. Uh, but the, the value, I just it's just not there for me on these prices on the money line or even even the goals goals for uh, with the Bruins. 
Um, so I'm actually a little bit of a tricky one here. I have Jake DeBrus on the props, and I'm actually going on the under 2.5, which is plus 105. Um, five of the last six, he's been under. He's actually been dropped off the power play unit as of right now, listed on both units. Um, you got Bertuzzi now slotting in on that, that second unit there, playing some power play. And I, I don't know if it's just a, a kick in the butt to kind of get him going, to drop him off. Um, if I might wait closer, <clears throat> puck drop is, is coming up here, but I, I'm going to take one one more look here. Um, I, has it already started Eastern time? Oh, no, the st- top okay. of the hour, 1 p.m. Okay. Eastern. Okay, yeah, minutes, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to take a glance uh, at the lineups where they get listed right before. And if he's still off that power play unit, I'm, I'm playing the under 2.5. Uh, so when he's been off that power play unit last game, he's dropped down to 15 minutes a night, which usually he's, he's up higher 17, 18. Um, so that's, that's mine. He's five of the last six under that number and off that power play unit, as long as he stays off it, that's, uh, I'm pretty comfortable going under 2.5 with him. Right, good stuff there. Uh, liking a couple things here is Kevin in this game, uh, Detroit and uh, yeah, Tyler Bertuzzi, uh, no doubt old team. Uh, definitely a potential for him to. He's going to want to make an impact for sure. He's only plus one oh oh five to get a point, plus one hundred, plus three twenty at FanDuel to score a goal, and that's an angle we've talked about over the years uh, on the Ice Guys show here about player that faces his former team, especially for the first time. And you've got that here with Tyler Bertuzzi. You're always a little bit more uh, anxious to make an impact, and uh, certainly uh, he's got the uh, potential to do that. And uh, is again moving up the line up to the uh, second line with Krejci and Pasternak. So not a bad spot at all. Uh, I think it's worth a couple of bucks there with that Bertuzzi angle. Makes sense. Again, the point prop is very reasonable uh, for him uh, here today at around plus a 105, plus 100. And again, to score a goal, plus 320 as well for the uh, Bruins as Bertuzzi plays uh, his old mates, the uh, Detroit Red Wings. And we'll be doing so on back-to-back days because these same two teams uh, will be playing each other again tomorrow. Uh, in Detroit. All right, next up, it's the uh, second game of the uh, ABC afternoon doubleheader on this Saturday. Keystone State rivalry, uh, Flyers and Penguins, Pittsburgh minus 260, home favorites, six and a half being the uh, total here in this game. Penguins with such a disheartening loss against the New York Islanders, just based on the fact that, you know, they were up three to one. They looked like they were in control of that game and they could not hold the lead. They end up losing 4-3 uh, to the Islanders. Uh, a very disappointing setback. And really, they're this close to being 0-3 uh, in their last three games because the Columbus game, they were down 4 nothing to the Jackets and rallied for five unanswered goals to come all the way back and win in overtime. So uh, they haven't done anything easily. They beat Tampa before uh, the uh, loss against Florida, and that was in overtime. So like I said, they have not done anything very easily uh, this Pittsburgh Penguins team. Meanwhile, Philadelphia, it's been a rough stretch for them uh, as of uh, late since the uh, middle of February. This team's just 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games, back-to-back losses to Tampa Bay and Carolina. They are competitive, Philadelphia. Like, I see effort in their games, but the problem for them right now is the offense has run dry. Uh, this t- team, since uh, the 5-2 loss, really go back further, since the uh, 4-2 loss against Edmonton, you know, that's now seven games where the uh, Flyers have scored uh, a grand total of just uh, 9, 11, yeah, 11 goals uh, in those last uh, seven games combined. So they've definitely had trouble uh, putting the uh, puck in the net. Certainly feels like a game that the Penguins should be able to win and bounce back in. Uh, they've 
pretty much owned Philadelphia in the recent meetings. They've won uh, five of the last six head-to-head against the uh, Flyers. The last meeting in Philadelphia was a 4-1 to win for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins uh, in that game. Uh, we'll see how they fare here. The one thing we see from uh, Pittsburgh is, you know, after that bad start against Columbus, we saw a much better start from them uh, last time out. Uh, maybe I look toward a, a Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, you know, first period puck line here, potentially. Uh, team total sitting at uh, three and a half uh, in this game. Uh, Carolina, Carolina hasn't always been giving up these kind of goals, though. They've had some games where, you know, the teams have picked them apart. Tampa put five up on them, New Jersey seven, but... Other than that, you know, they only gave up three to the Rangers, one to Detroit, one to a very good Carolina team. So that's why that team total could kind of go uh, either way for me. I think if I were to bet anything here, I'd look at a Penguins uh, team total, or sorry, not a team total, but Penguins first period puck line minus a half uh, in this game. You get a decent price there. Uh, as far as props go, I'm going with Jason Zucker, guys. It's just, uh, he's been so spectacular. Uh, I've, I've been on Jason Zucker props a bunch all season long, including the last game. He got a goal and a point, obviously, against the uh, New York Islanders in that 4-3 loss. Uh, he has been absolutely rolling for this team. He's only still a reasonable minus 106 at FanDuel to get a point uh, over plus 200 uh, to score a goal as well. So, yeah, I really like the Jason Zucker props here uh, once again. Uh, so that's what I'm looking. I like that. That's probably my favorite look of the whole game. I'm like, I'm not really in love with backing Pittsburgh here. Uh, that's just going to be a small play that first period. I'm not even touching the full game. It's going to be more the first period look for me with Pittsburgh, but I do like Jason Zucker to score a goal and get a point. And the value is outstanding considering how well he's produced as of late for Pittsburgh. Uh, what do you think here, Kevin, with uh, Flyers Penguins? Well, just to touch back on that last game with Pittsburgh and the Islanders, I think Pittsburgh would rather play. Boston in the playoffs and then the Islanders. They just, I don't know what it is. Um, I've watched those last three Pittsburgh Islander games. Pittsburgh just dominates the Islanders. They get up by a couple of goals and then the Islanders just claw their way back in the game. And I saw that last game. I think Pittsburgh was up 3 1. I was like, this is, this is not good for Pittsburgh. This is not where they want to be against the Islanders. And sure enough, the Islanders come back and they do it again. They do it again. They, they tied up late and uh, they score in overtime. And, um, yeah, I, th- I think that's not a team. Luckily, if, if they both make it, they're going to be the wild card, so they don't have to play each other. But uh, I don't know what, what's going on. They just do not match up against each other well as far as the Pittsburgh side. I think if you took those those head-to-heads out of it, Pittsburgh would be pretty comfortably in, and, and the Islanders right now would be on the outside looking in. Um, so pretty interesting the way those games have gone. Uh, today, again, this is a, a score. I'm just not, not – a price I'm not going to touch on Pittsburgh. Even uh, even for the team goals, it's not something I'm going to touch. Um, I'm kind of looking at some some low hanging fruit here. Scott Lawton on the over 1.5, uh, four straight. He's he's cruised over that. He's he's been around five, six, four shots a game. Um, so I look for him to hit that that two shots again pretty easily. It is it is minus 200, so not my favorite price of the day that I'm playing. Um, but this is one just I'm, I'm looking for low hanging fruit, and I got Scott Lawton on the over 1.5. All right, good stuff. Uh, yeah, I like the Jason Zucker. Yeah, exactly. Props, uh, Rich. He's been good. You mentioned a Malk in there, Rich, with the assists. You're right. I mean, he's gotten five assists in the last three games for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Three straight games with an assist. If you like that streak to continue, if Kenny Malkin to get an assist here is priced at plus 100, minus 105 at most books. So it's a very, very cheap price 
uh, definitely makes some sense there to maybe look in that direction. I always say for Philadelphia, if you're going to bet someone with their props, two players, Morgan Frost has started to pick up his game a bit. And I would maybe consider Owen Tippett. Owen Tippett, you know, is one of the players that actually shoots the puck a little bit here for this Flyers team. Uh, he might be worth a look, at least in that regard. Uh, Tippett, here. Tippett has Piner in pretty high. They've they've bumped up his uh, his line there yeah. um, quite a bit from when I started playing it uh, early in the season. But, yeah, that was definitely one I had a hard look at as well. Yeah, definitely. We've seen, uh, and that makes sense because you're right. I think they had to make the adjustment because for a while there, you were getting some really good uh, prices with the uh, props, especially for the shots on goal. So uh, definitely they've made the adjustment. And that, started, that sometimes he, doesn't come immediately either. No, he was, uh, I think I was playing him on one point, on the over under 1.5 like earlier in the year. And uh, I'm just trying to pull it up now if it was, if it's, if it's 3.5 now. Yeah. I, the draw, I might, I might sprinkle a couple bucks on the draw uh, in this game as well. Uh, you're right, because of Pittsburgh's recent form, right? They've gone beyond regulation in three of their last four games and four of their last seven games. So that's a pretty, you know, and some of those games were St. Louis, Columbus, not not even great teams, just like Philadelphia. So they haven't won things easily. So the draw could be live here. I agree with that. I think the draw, you know, not, and you're going to get a good price because it's a bigger favorite. So when it's a game with a bigger line favorite, you're going to get a better, bigger price on the draw. The draw is at plus 400 right now at Pinnacle. That's not that's not a bad look. You know, just put a couple bucks on that. And if it hits, you know what? It's a nice little bit of profit. So it, you definitely could make worse bets than that. Uh, no doubt about it. All right. New York Rangers, Pittsburgh. Uh, not New York Rangers. New York Rangers, Buffalo Sabres. Uh, we've got the uh, Rangers minus 165 road favorites. Six and a half the total in this game. I mean, certainly you'd like to think Buffalo once shows up today after embarrassing loss to the Dallas Stars, uh, where they give up basically a touchdown and a field goal uh, in that game, and their playoff hopes are slipping now. Uh, even though they do have some games in hand, I mean, they've got to stop the bleeding. They've lost three straight uh, against Buffalo, against Edmonton, the Islanders, and the Stars. They need to turn this shit around uh, right now. That was horrendous against the Stars. 49 shots allowed, 10 goals. Not pretty whatsoever uh, for the uh, Sabres. The Rangers, they weren't exactly clicking in the first few games since getting Patrick Kane. Again, they're trying to put all these parts and pieces together. This has the potential to be one hell of a, a great offensive hockey team once the cohesion and the chemistry arrives. But they're still searching, but they are getting closer, and they definitely showed that in the win against Montreal uh, the other night. Uh, Patrick Kane got his first goal uh, as a member of the New York Rangers, starting to get more comfortable, uh, no question. Uh, going into uh, as the games roll along here, um, I think I, I think I'm gonna use, I'm gonna go with Buffalo early in the first period money line here because I think in the first 20 minutes after the embarrassment of of the other night against Dallas, you're gonna see them have that start, uh, that fast start, strong start, maybe a pounce on the Rangers, get an early lead, but I don't trust them to sustain it for 60 minutes because we've seen it now in a few of their games, the opponents gotten stronger. Uh, against Buffalo as the games have gone on. But I think after when you lose 10-4 at home in your last game, it's reasonable to expect, hey, show up early in the game uh, and be ready to go from opening puck drop. And, and the Sabres, we know, uh, are still very capable at times. You know, they're not consistent. They're obviously still got defensive issues and their goaltending, you know, whether it's Eric Comrie, Uko Pekalukkanen, Craig Anderson, and whoever else it might be. 
you know, they're still, you know, up and down with their goaltending too on a nightly basis. But we also know this team has been capable beating solid teams, Washington at home, Tampa Bay, they beat them at home. And that Tampa Bay win was a last Saturday afternoon game. That was an early afternoon game. This is a late afternoon game, 5 p.m. Eastern. But I do think Buffalo in the first period. I, I, I believe in the team being strong early, but I don't know if um, they are going to end up sustaining this for 60 minutes because we've seen a lot of this from the Sabres lately. You know, decent starts, but then uh, somewhat peter out as the uh, games uh, go along. So I, I like the Sabres in the first period. Might might even look Rangers live at that point if I cash the first period look on the uh, Buffalo Sabres. And I have to go over the total in this game at six and a half. And I know there's going to be talk among the Sabres, and I'm sure Don Granado's hitting home this point as well. You know, tighten things up defensively, but, you know, that's easier said than done. You're struggling at that end of the ice, and you're playing a damn good team when it comes to offensive hockey that has a ton of game breakers, Abanajad, Kreider, uh, Panarin, Tarasenko, Kane. I mean, it's just unbelievable what they have at their disposal right now. Trocek's playing better, and I think Trocek props are actually a little bit undervalued right now for the Rangers. So I like over six and a half, and I'm going to get Buffalo here, plus 125, plus 130 money line for the first period only uh, in this game. Uh, Kevin, what do you think here, Rangers and Sabres? Yeah, I like the angle with uh, Trocek there. He's playing the two. Two big boys there, Panarin and, and Kane right now. And he's also going to look on that uh, that top power play unit. Um, I'm kind of, I didn't didn't love the price on, on the over, on the over 6.5. Um, I definitely looked, looked hard at it, wanted to play it with with all the goals Buffalo's given up. And they also have that explosive power to, you know, put the pocket in that as well. Um, the Rangers are still, still kind of tinkering with that lineup, still, still trying to figure it out. Um, yeah, their last game, they finally beat Montreal, but, you know, took, took a shootout to get it done. So, uh, it's not, not like they're, they're, they're cruising yet with, with that lineup. So for me, I'm going to, going to stay away from the over under. I'm staying away from the money lines on either side. Um, I'm actually looking at, at a guy here who's maybe, I don't know if he's going to get lost in the mix a little bit, Chris Kreider, uh, with, with this lineup, with the way it's shaping. Um, and four of his last five, he's, he's been under the mark of, of 2.5. Um, and it's, it's paying a little bit plus money plus one Oh three. Um, so his, his line is 2.5. I'm actually looking on the under for him. Um, like last couple of games, he's been one, two shots, one shot. Um, you know, he dropped down to about 16 minutes of ice, ice last game. So there's, there's so many guys in that lineup. Uh, there's, you know, that only one guy can have the puck at one time. Exactly. Right. 100%. Yeah. And when you got names like Panarin and Kane now, uh, Zabinajad still, still out there. Um, he's a guy that, I mean, Tarasenko, yeah, like he's a guy that can get lost in, in the mix. And, uh, you know, when it comes down to crucial points in, in the game, he, he might not be the, the go-to guy now on the ice. So, um, I'm going to ride this, uh, this little streak here where he's getting lost in the mix and the, in the lineups, maybe the chemistry is not there on, on their lines yet. And I'm going with him under 2.5 for, for plus money. All right. There we go. Liking that. You're right. And, uh, of all, you know, I could see Chris Kreider. Not, I don't want to say getting lost in the mix, but certainly now. And and look, let's be honest too. Last year when he had that spectacular season, it was all power play, or ninety percent of it was power play. Five on five offense wasn't, you know, lighting it up necessarily. Was Chris Kreider? So uh, definitely, uh, I could see that being a good look. Now maybe looking at yeah, just, on, there's so many other players that could shoot the puck for this team, Kane, and, t- and just naturally better shooters of the puck too. I mean, in terms of their accuracy, their release. 
Savannah Jad's better than Kreider. Kreider scores a lot of his goals just around the net, around the crease area. Shooting the puck, there's Savannah Jad, Kane, Tara, all those guys, they got better shots, better releases than Chris Kreider, definitely. Yeah, he's on that second unit now, but it's a it's a whole new unit now. You got Zabanajad on there, who's who's been the the power play one timer on the on the first unit the whole day, the whole uh, year. You got Tarasenko on that second unit. Um, so basically, they're they're figuring it out from scratch, trying to get the chemistry going. So you can't expect them to be uh, you know running as as fluid as as it, once you've been together for a while. So. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, so yeah, in terms of props for me, I like Trocheck point. Uh, certainly we saw, uh, you know, uh, Patrick Kane get going the other uh, night and he's gone over his shots on goal, by the way, seven of the last 10 games, uh, Patrick Kane. So definitely, uh, something you may want to keep in mind as well, that, uh, the, uh, shots on goal prop here, uh, as well might be uh, worth a look, uh, for him tonight. And uh good call by a uh, Cubano in our uh, chat here that you're right. He started to get rolling a little bit. Finally, uh, the number one overall pick a few years ago, Alexi Lafreniere has back-to-back games with a goal three goals in the last two games, three points in the last two games for the uh, New York Rangers. So Lafreniere for sure starting to heat up. I like that look upwards of plus 370, a fan duel to score a goal for Alexi Lafreniere. Great value back-to-back games he scored. And he's, yeah, he's on a top unit too. Yep. Top power yeah. play time as well now for Gerard Gallant and the Rangers. That definitely feels like it's live with uh, Lafreniere plus 370. Uh, here to score a goal tonight. All right, next up, we've got Arizona and Colorado. Uh, the uh, Avalanche, minus 410 uh, home favorites. Totals uh, 6.5 here in this one. Uh, Colorado not in a, not playing their best right now, and that's putting it mildly. Uh, they've had a bit of a rough stretch. They have lost four of their last five games. The only loss was that clobbering uh, over San Jose, 6 to nothing. But, you know, outside of that, this team uh, has definitely struggled a bit. 7-5 loss to New Jersey. They got blown out in Dallas by the Stars, 7-3. 3-2 loss in overtime against Seattle, where they had a lead late. They could not hold it, and the Kraken come back and win. Uh, and then, of course, L.A. in the last game, 5-2 Kings, and Kings were just better. Flat-out better hockey team uh, over the Avalanche in that game. So this does feel like their spot to uh, bounce back here, but they've also, it's worth noting here in Colorado, they've had some tough games against uh, Arizona, if you look back. 3-2 shoot in a shootout for Arizona, February last year. January last year in Colorado, 4-3 Avalanche in a shootout. So the last two meetings in Denver between these two teams, you know, both of them went to a shootout. And you look at uh, earlier this year, Arizona beat Colorado in Arizona at Mullet Arena, 6-3. And Arizona's actually beaten Colorado in three straight meetings. So um be careful here. I mean, they, this look, they're better than Arizona. We know that. It doesn't make sense that why are we entertaining Arizona here, Ian? Are you crazy? No, uh, I'm not because, you know, Colorado hasn't played their absolute best, you know, in recent games. Uh, that's definitely concerning. Uh, they obviously have struggled head to head recently with uh, Arizona. And for as much as the Coyotes have a, uh, I, I still think they've got an AHL level blue line, they've been bailed out by their goaltending. 42 and 40 shots on goal that they've given up in their last two games against St. Louis and Nashville, yet they only give up three goals in those two games combined. The goaltending suddenly has bailed out this, like I say, AHL blue line, which is exactly what this is. This is not a blue line that, you know, it's uh, to me at an NHL level right now with Nemeth and Moser and Valamaki and Brown and Mackey and Soderstrom. No, uh, certainly not after trading Jacob Chikrin as well, but 
they're giving up just t- way too many shots, way too many quality chances, but the goaltending's bailed them out the last two games. That being said, the goaltending bailed them out against St. Louis and bailed them out against Nashville. Can it bail them out against a much more talented hockey team, top to bottom, front to back, Colorado? That remains to be seen. What I like more than anything here in this game is just hammer the avalanche shot props. How many times have we said with uh, going up against some of these teams like Arizona and Anaheim in particular that just give up so many shots? Just look at shots on goal prop opportunities for teams that face, you know, Arizona and Anaheim. And that's definitely what I'm going to be looking to do here in this game. If you look at the shots on goal props, uh, McKinnon's been shooting like crazy lately. I think he probably has a good chance to go over his shot prop. He's also scored in eight of the last 10 games. You're never obviously getting a great price on Nate McKinnon to score, but I mean, it's been pretty much damn near automatic for the uh, avalanche. He's been finding the back of the net repeatedly. So looking at a shot prop involving him, uh, or a goal prop, I should say, involving Nate McKinnon certainly makes sense to me, even though, like I said, you're not getting uh, obviously the best price you could possibly get with that. Uh, Nick Schmaltz for Arizona. If you're going to pick someone for Arizona, Nick Schmaltz has scored in three consecutive games for them uh, going into this uh, matchup tonight against the uh, Avalanche. And he's also gotten a point uh, in three straight games. I think Big Val Machushkin over shots on goal is a pretty good look as well uh, for the Avalanche. Those are the two I really like, McKinnon and Big Val, uh, in terms of uh, over shots on goal. It could be a good saves prop type of game as well. We've talked more and more about the goalie saves props and that they're worth a look. We cashed one yesterday uh, with, uh, it was uh, Morozik for Chicago in the game against Florida, and it got there. Uh, this is obviously not going to be a bargain uh, when you're looking at the goalie saves props in this game. Uh, we don't have confirmation, I believe, yet who it's going to be. We have Georgiev confirmed for Colorado, but we just don't have who the goalie is going to be yet for Arizona. We're assuming uh, Karel Vamelka. He is the projected goalie right now to start, but that has not been confirmed uh, as of yet. But whoever it is, him or Ingram, uh, the over saves prop might be worth a look here. Uh, in this game. But uh, yeah, I'm going to focus more on that than anything else is these Colorado, uh, you know, shots on goal props, because I think those that's the best way to go about it. Colorado's too expensive. Even their team totals four and a half, you know, not exactly a bargain. So definitely I'm looking more towards shots on goal props for the abs in this game. Uh, what do you think here, Kevin, Arizona, Colorado? Yeah. You know, it's probably uh, actually my favorite thing I've heard you say all day is the, uh, the, the team shots with, with the abs. Um, however, my my prop of, of the of this game is actually under Makar 2.5. Um, so that that being said, uh, eight of his last ten in general, he's been under that number. Uh, three of his last four since the injury, he's been under. Um, just generally hasn't been shooting shooting the puck a ton right now. Um, he can get in in those flows and sometimes and have high shot volumes or kind of pop off here and there. But uh, generally, he's he kind of sticks around that that two, two game mark, uh, and has been dishing the puck puck a lot more instead of putting the puck on net himself, as of right now. Um, and I don't know if that has anything to do with, you know, kind of being in and out of the lineup with 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 injuries here and there. But uh, as of right now, he he's not putting the puck himself on net a ton. So I'm uh, and I like the price minus one thirty um, with with how often he's been under. The value is just there for me. So I got Makar under 2.5. And, uh, yeah, the, the price, I mean, I expect Colorado to take care of business, but the, the price was not appealing to me. And same with that, uh, the goals total line for the abs, uh, over four, I have it, have it listed for me. For me. Uh, it's just just too high. Uh, Arizona's surprise teams too often. Their goaltending has just held, held games tight. 
um, that, that value's not there. So I got, uh, even though I love your, your shots over by the abs, I'm actually going under for Kale McCarr in this game. That's okay. I'm cool with that. He's yeah. not on my card. He he's not on my uh, shots on goal. Yeah. Top the rest of the guys who shoot the puck. Yeah, they can do it. Yeah. yeah, give the puck to friggin' Nate McKinnon and yeah. give the puck to Big Val Natchushkin or Ranton and their Comfer or whoever else. Yeah, well, that's fine. We you can cash yours. I can cash mine. That's that's what's good. Yeah, uh, he's got guys. a system right. three straight games, so he'll he'll dish the puck. The other guys will put it on that. Yeah, exactly. That's definitely, and everybody's happy. Everybody goes home happy uh, if that happens, no doubt. Uh, that's the great thing uh, if that uh, comes to fruition. All right, next up, we got Winnipeg and Florida. Florida minus 130, uh, home favorites, six and a half the total in this game. Back-to-back -back for the uh, for the Panthers, but no travel, uh, obviously, after their come-from-behind victory against uh, Chicago uh, last night. Uh, as they try to build momentum, uh, they're just two points back of the uh, final wild-card spot. Uh, entering tonight they've won three in a row now florida so picking up some steam they beat pittsburgh vegas and chicago here uh, in consecutive games we'll see if they can continue the good uh, role tonight against winnipeg who are off a 4-2 loss to the uh, minnesota wild feel bad for minnesota uh, for winnipeg the last two games because uh they totally dominated san jose but lost in overtime uh riddick wasn't great in net uh and they got you know, uh, you know reimer played above his head uh, in that game as well and kind of the same thing with the Minnesota game. I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury was spectacular. He was outstanding. Uh, you know, he was basically uh, just right on top of the puck the whole night. And Connor Alibuck was horrendous. I think that was right up there as one of the worst games he's played all year, that Minnesota game. Two of those goals, he's got to make the save. And that now when we've seen some alarming recent form trends with uh, Connor Alibuck, where he's just not played nearly as good. Now, he has he is confirmed as the starting goaltender tonight. It'll be Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky on a back-to-back. -back. That's very interesting. Uh, Bobrovsky playing back-to-back -back here for the uh, Florida Panthers after being in net last night against Chicago. But you look at Hellebuck, his last, uh, I'm just looking at it now, uh, one, two, three, four, five starts. He has given up a grand total of 22 goals. 22 goals allowed in his last five starts, and he's been pulled in two of those games the uh, Colorado game and the uh, Edmonton game. And you could argue maybe could have been pulled the other night as well uh, against Minnesota. So he is definitely fighting the puck right now uh, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. And that's definitely uh, a little bit of a concern for me going into tonight. That's why I don't, I'm, I'm hesitant to back Winnipeg right now and they're not playing well. I think I would bet the over here six and a half. I mean, even though it is six and a half, even though the Jets try to play lower scoring hockey, Jets have trended over four of their last five. Three of the last four head-to-head -head meetings have gone over. Four, three, five, three, five, two were the final scores uh, in those games. There was a push as well with the total at seven and a six to one win for Florida. But the bottom line is we've had four straight meetings hit seven goals between these two teams. So with Winnipeg and Hellebuck kind of fighting with his confidence right now, uh, and also, of course, Winnipeg, you know, they've obviously given up some goals lately, but they've been able to score Florida on the back-to-back. -back. I don't like goalies playing as well when they're playing back-to-back -back nights. It's just not something I like seeing coaches do, put the same goalie in on back-to-back -back nights. But it looks like that's what Paul Maurice is going to do here. So if anything here, I would look over the six and a half uh, with the Jets and the Panthers. Uh, Kevin, what do you think, Winnipeg, Florida? Yeah, I mean, teams have almost completely gotten rid of the back-to-back for, for a goaltender to play just based on, you know, once they've run the numbers the last last so many years and realize that, hey, these these goaltenders are not not playing up to their uh, capabilities on that second game, where now it's a pretty rare thing to see. Uh, but with the Panthers in complete playoff mode, 
Um, their season on the line. I don't, I don't see them not playing Bob another game the rest of the season. Like he's, he's going to play every game probably the rest of the rest of the way here. Um, he's their, he's their guy. He's, he's got to carry them right now. Uh, I think Knight, Knight's still out. Of course. Um, and remember Spencer Knight, great, great that you brought him up. He's still away from the team. You know, uh, he's obviously dealt with some issues off the ice. We think it might be mental health. We think we don't know for sure. All we've heard is that he's away from the team for uh, to take care of uh, some personal situations. And uh, I think it's got something to do with that. So he's not even an option right now for the uh, Panthers in net, which Alex Lyon is the guy that's backing up uh, Bobrovsky right now. So it's the, I guess when you look at it, there's not much of a choice Paul Maurice has, but you also don't want to wear this guy out. This guy's not a spring chicken anymore. He's not a young man uh, in net Bobrovsky. He's had a lot of air miles on that body of his, a lot of games under his belt, a lot of, rubber that he's faced in you know over a decade in the league you don't want to wear him out either yeah i, I mean you got you got what 16 games left here for, for the panthers um i mean they're they're still they're chasing teams down here uh you don't want to wear them out but this is this is it for them they, they can't afford to drop games uh they can't they can't be thrown in their their ahl starter when their season's on the line here so uh, again, like I said, Paul Maurice doesn't have a choice here. They got to ride Bob the rest of the way. Um, you know, Lyon came in, had a bit of success right away, but then he started just getting absolutely peppered. Um, so I think they kind of lost confidence to, to throw him in and, and the stretch Bob's been on. Uh, they're going to keep riding him. Um, I, I, yeah, I was looking at the price here. I was tempted to go with, with the Jets. Panthers are on a back-to-back. They've been playing good, good hockey here the last little bit here and in this wild-card fight. And it's, it's tempting to go with the Jets, just just sit in there waiting, maybe maybe kind of uh, had, a, had a refresh, recharge here. Uh, but I just just can't do it. Just just can't pull the trigger on them. Um, so I'm going shots, shots, props here. Uh, this is your call, Barkov, since he came back from injury. I got to give you props on this one. Um, he's He's been over, on the overtrain six straight. And his, his line actually moved to – 2.5 I think it was at 3.5 when he first came back from injury and I, I was wary of him getting over that and he's he's been he's been putting the puck on that here and uh you know hasn't had the strongest first half of the year but it seems like he's he's ready to go now he's ready to carry his team so um he's been six straight over that 2.5 I'm gonna play Barkov over 2.5 um you have to pay a little bit it's minus 186 and then Sam Reinhardt has been kind of our Mr. Consistent. Um, Dropped off a little bit the last couple of games. I think that's a little bit based on uh, some some alignment changes here. Barkov coming back in the lineup, Duclair in, and just kind of trying to find a spot again. Uh, he popped off for five shots on that again last game, so I expect him to kind of get back on track. And he's playing with Barkov on that top line, and that's uh, minus 150. So my two plays are Barkov over 2.5 and Sam Reinhardt over 2.5. All right, and uh, I'll add a few more. There's a couple more. Uh, Sam Bennett, the other Sam. I'm going to go with him over two and a half. Now, that was a best bet for me on the Friday show uh, yesterday. But there's only two games. I'm like, I hate these games, sides and totals. That's, we're going to use a player prop for best bet. And I went with Sam Bennett over two and a half shots on goal. Uh, it cashed. It's not going to be best bet today, Sam Bennett over shots, but I will be betting it again. No question about that. Uh, it's gone over now in every game since he's been back. Uh, and uh, again, last night, way over his shot prop. Uh, was uh, Sam Bennett against uh, Chicago. Now, you do have to be a little bit careful with the Florida shot on goal props tonight. Why? Because Winnipeg doesn't give up the shots on goal that, say, Chicago does. Uh, there's no question. I mean, and you would think 
too. They're going to want to tighten up a little bit on the road, but still, uh, definitely there's still a lot of good options here for Florida trending over. And that's why I like Bennett because it's only two and a half uh, as well. Uh, so definitely a chance to, uh, uh, get his overshots on goal prop here as well. E2 Coolman, Lusterinen. I'm coming back to the point prop for him once again tonight for the Florida Panthers. He's been absolutely outstanding. Uh, we've talked about him so much, and not just because of that cool nickname that I gave him, but uh, because he has been a, a incredible offensive uh, difference maker for the uh, Panthers, and he's fit in seamlessly with Barkov and Bennett playing on the uh, top line. Uh, another great game last night, a goal and an assist, including uh, the goal that took uh, temporarily took uh gave florida the lead three two but he had a goal and assist two points last night uh he has uh, going back to uh, the beginning of february which is when this run started he has uh points in all but four games so basically in his last one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen yeah nine of his last 13 games he's got at least one point for E2 Coolman, Lusterine. And so I, I'll keep going back to that well with him, uh, with the point prop, especially with it still only being plus 110 uh, at FanDuel for him to get a point tonight, which is just terrific value for a guy that's been just consistently producing up on that uh, top line uh, for the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, all right, uh, next up, uh, we've got uh, in this uh, Saturday card, it is a huge card. Uh, we've got New Jersey and Montreal uh, next up here. Uh, it is uh, New Jersey minus 280. A road favorite, six and a half being the total uh, in this game. Uh, fascinating matchup here uh, between these two teams. New Jersey, obviously, uh, we would think has a good chance to win this game. But Mont Montreal has been, especially at home, especially at home, they have been a tough out for every anybody and everybody, essentially. Uh, and we're seeing them put up a battle. You know, they've just played the Hurricanes and the Rangers back-to-back -back home games, took them both to a shootout. Lost in the shootout, but still took them uh, to a shootout. I like goals in this game. I like the over. I think we're seeing Montreal kind of play a little loose right now uh, going into this game. Uh, I think you're going to see certainly New Jersey be able to find the back of the net here uh, against the uh, Montreal Canadiens. But as we've seen here with Montreal, uh, you know, even with everybody out of the lineup that they have, they've got Nick Suzuki, Josh Anderson, Raphael Harvey-Pinard stepping up. They've got unsung heroes, Rem Pitlick. Uh, you know, stepping up for them. Caden Gooley, the last game, returns from a long absence and chips in offensively uh, for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. You know, just been absolutely tremendous, uh, the Montreal Canadiens, in terms of getting everybody to step up with uh, the players that have been out. Like, you're talking about players like Caulfield and Gallagher, Monaghan, Slavkovsky, Dvorak, Kirby Doc, among others that have been out, and yet they've still found a way you know, to compete and have a chance here in a lot of these games. I like the over. I'm going to sprinkle on the draw here, just a small one, because Montreal has somehow, some way, been able to find ways to keep things close on home ice with some pretty good hockey teams, a la the Rangers, a la the Hurricanes, uh, in their last two games. Maybe they can do the same here with this uh, New Jersey uh, Devils team uh, here tonight. Uh, and one thing, too, about the Devils we want to keep in mind uh, about them is that they played three of their last four games beyond regulation. Uh, Vegas, Arizona, and Washington, three of the last four games going beyond regulation. And the game against Toronto, which was a 4-3 Leaf win, that nearly went beyond uh, 60 minutes as well. So the draw to me could be live here with what we've seen from both of these teams of late. And you can get plus 408 with the draw here on New Jersey and Montreal. And I like uh, over six and a half as well. And, of course, it goes without saying, 
right? He's on an 11-game point streak. It's the point streak that never ends, uh, and it just keeps on going for Dawson Mercer of the uh, New Jersey Devils. Uh, although, I will say this. This is the most expensive I've seen that point prop of his since this streak started. Minus 155 now at DraftKings for Mercer to get a point. So the adjustment, it took a while, but finally it is being made uh, on his point prop right now. Uh, and maybe a sprinkle on him to score a goal uh, as well. Mike Matheson props for Montreal. I've mentioned how he's been shooting the puck a little bit more. Uh, definitely worth a look there as well. Uh, what do you think here in this one, uh, Kevin, with Devils Canadians? Yeah, I finally jump in on one of these uh, team shot totals over. Uh, seems to be the, the newest fun one we've been playing. And I'm finally jumping in on the fun here. I'm going Devils over 36.5. Um, you got guys like Jack Hughes right now. He's, he's peppering. He's sure he's, he's putting the puck on that a lot. You got Mercer who's, who's, who's popping off. And then you add a guy like Timo Meyer in the mix, who is a pure shooter as well. And, uh, you, you've seen in the last few games, they've, they've been up around, around 40 shots for on net and Montreal, it's almost a given that they, they're giving up 40 a night. Um, so for me, adding Timo Meyer into a mix of, of guys who are already putting the puck on that a lot with Hughes and, and, and Heischer and, and Mercer, um, this is, this is one I like shaping up pretty nicely, uh, for, for the devils to, to get high, high in the thirties, if not hit 40. So I'm just playing, uh, I was looking at the, the Hughes over, over shots. Um, and, and that was pretty tempting to me. I was looking at a few guys and I said, Hey, you know what? All these guys are putting the puck on net right now. Um, against a team who likes to give up shots. Um, so I'm just going to group them together and uh, play the Devils team shots over 36.5 and uh, get a good price too. It's, it's minus 112 on that. All right, there we go. That's a new approach. And look, the reason why we're really incorporating player props into the discussion now, not that we didn't earlier, but we're really doing it a lot more now talking props is because look, you, there's a ton of games on this card and there'll be a ton of games on every card moving forward where you're dealing with minus 300 or greater favorites. You know, it's not exactly an easy bet to make on a side uh, in a lot of these games. So you either have to bet the total or you've got to look toward props to try to, you know, profit from these. And we want to give out picks. We want to give out opinions. And uh, if we didn't open it up to props, it would be much worse. It would be the, the show would be much worse uh, in terms of quality. Uh, because again, you just, uh, you're in a tough spot here trying to play these minus 300, minus 400 favorites. It has been definitely uh, difficult. So uh, we'll end up seeing how it goes here with the uh, Devils and the Canadians. But uh, definitely, uh, I think there's going to be goals here. I like over six and a half. You like the New Jersey team total over shots uh, in this game. And like I say, we'll go with uh, Dawson Mercer props for sure as well, once again, uh, for the uh, New Jersey Devils. That being said, Eric Howla needs to be discussed. Eric Howell is just a, a freight train right now all of a sudden. It's really come out of nowhere. He's a capable offensive player, but still for the overall season, he has eight goals, you know, and 25 assists on the – actually has a lot of assists, 25, uh, but definitely not a lot in the goal department. But Eric Howell has stepped it up here, and here all of a sudden he's gone through the last five games with a grand total of seven points in the last five games, back-to-back -back games with a goal for Howell as well uh, for the New Jersey Devils. So I think, hey – Look for these short-term streaks where you can capitalize on a player that's turned up their game offensively before the uh, betting markets recognize it and they adjust. And he's still only plus 110 to get a point tonight, plus 385 to score a goal. So uh, Eric Halla for sure, you know, definitely 
uh, streaky player. And right now he's uh, in on a hot streak for the uh, Devils uh, at this point in time. Uh, all right, next up, we've got Chicago and Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay minus 460, home favorites here. Six and a half being the uh, total in this game. There he is, Alex B. Smith in the uh, chat here uh, on this uh, Saturday show. Uh, obviously dealing with internet problems all week long, but he'll be back uh, throughout the uh, tomorrow and I believe throughout the week. But uh, good to see Alex in the chat here in this game. Uh, as far as this one goes here with the uh, Chicago-Tampa Bay uh, you know, I'm not in a ru- I'm not betting Tampa Bay. You know that uh, I have not been in a rush to back the Lightning here of late. Uh, they're on this uh, slide of one and six now in their last seven games, losing overtime against Vegas. That was a physical, intense hockey game. How do they respond here now against uh, Chicago? It's not a great spot for the Blackhawks. Three and four nights back to back on the road after a tough overtime loss last night uh, against the uh, Florida Panthers. Tampa Bay has beaten them in seven straight games. Um, we'll and we'll see if they can keep that. They better keep that success going here because if they lose at home to Chicago, uh, that fan base that's already a little bit I don't want to say panicking, they're not. There's a lot of people that aren't panicking right now, Kevin, uh, about Tampa Bay's recent struggles. But I know the people that are a little concerned if they lose tonight, then they're really uh, going to be a, more worried about uh, what's happening here for the uh, Lightning. Brian Elliott's in net for the uh, Lightning, as we would have expected. I kind of figured this would be a, a game where. John Cooper gives him a start uh, in net, especially with the Lightning hosting Winnipeg uh, on a back-to-back tomorrow night. So they're going with Elliott here uh, in this game. Uh, He gave up four goals in his last start against Buffalo, a 5-3 loss. Uh, And really, to be quite honest, his play has trended downward of late. His last two starts have been ugly, ugly to say the least. Gave up the seven goals against Pittsburgh uh, on the road and then the five goals against Buffalo uh, on the road after that. So... Uh, this one to me, I'm going to sprinkle on the draw. I'm going to do it here with uh, Chicago and Tampa Bay. Uh, I, I could see Chicago, believe it or not, still being in this game. The price is just absolutely in, uh, in amazing in terms of the uh, the draw. If it hits, I mean, what a what a price that's going to end up being. Uh, plus four plus four eighty at Caesars with the draw here uh, in this game. So uh, we'll have to uh, see if uh, Chicago can hang in there, even on a back-to-back. The one concern, as we've talked about this previously with the uh, Blackhawks, is the back-to-back record for them. They're 1-10 you know, on the second night of a back-to-back this year. It's not very good. That being said, with Elliott and Nett, you could also maybe, if you want to be, play it a little bit differently, you know, because this is a guy that's given up 12 goals in his last two starts. You know, what, c- Can we maybe trust Chicago to go over 2.5, their team total? Why not? I mean, at the two and a half, all we need is three out of them. It's plus 146, by the way, for over two and a half goals for Chicago, their team total. That's plus 146. I got to put a couple. I got to bet that. At that number, that price, just asking Chicago to get three goals against Brian Elliott, who's given up five and seven in his last two starts. And if you actually look at the Blackhawks themselves, they scored four against Florida. Uh, or three against Florida, three against Detroit, five against uh, Ottawa. Uh, the last three games, they've gotten at least three goals. So that's that's a that's a really solid play. I think uh, is the over two and a half here with uh, Chicago's uh, team total. I think over six and a half is probably in play here because you would still expect Tampa Bay against likely Alex Stalock, uh, although we don't know because he is apparently on the injury report as day to day due to an illness. He missed practice yesterday. He wasn't available to play last night. Morozik was in net. I think the plan was to give Stalock this game, but if he's still ill, you know, that's a, that's trouble 
uh, for the uh, Chicago uh, Blackhawks. So uh, they, they probably have to turn to, I'm trying to see, did they call Stauber back up? No, Anton Hudobin. Uh, wow. Uh, we're <laughs> recalled from the AHL. Uh, Anton Hudobin, who, of course, you know, it's like, wow, where did he come from? But there it is. Anton Hudobin might actually get the start here uh, for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks in this game. So, yeah. I, I think now if, if, if it's if it's Hudobin, I think I say adios to the draw because I'm worried that Tampa Bay just lights them up like a Christmas tree in March. That really does concern me. Uh, so I might just punt on betting the draw if it's confirmed that he's in that. His old bones at this stage of his career and his first start this year against Tampa, I, I don't know if I'd trust him to hold up. But I would still go with Chicago team total over 2.5. Again, plus 146, certainly over 6.5. does feel like we could see uh, goals in bunches potentially tonight. Uh, given the circumstances. Uh, what do you think here in this one, uh, uh, Kevin, with uh, Chicago-Tampa Bay? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Kudobin hasn't played an NHL game yet this year. So, nope. um, yeah, you might, might want to jump off the draw then if, you, if he's in there. Um, yeah. The, my, the thought, price, my thoughts exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The price on the uh, the Tampa win and the way they're playing, um, I have it listed on my side as actually minus – Minus five thirty on on the bolts on the money line. Um, that's not anything I'm going near, especially the way they're playing. Uh, just just can't trust them. So I just found one one prop for myself. Uh, Kurashev playing on the uh, top line there and top power play unit. He's he's playing top minutes for Chicago right now. Uh, he's around about twenty minutes a night um, and playing a ton of power play ton of power play for for the Blackhawks um basically it's a whole you know they had to fill that whole top first line and, and a new power play once uh once they got rid of uh Domi and Kane there um so him his shots they're they're only playing uh 1.5 so he only has to hit two um he's hit at six of his last seven um since, since those moves since those trades he, he's he's been hit it however he's gonna make you sweat it he he only puts two, three uh, per night on net, so he's definitely going to make a sweat it. Um, but he has been consistently hitting it with all the ice time he's been getting. He only has to get two a night, and the price is, price is minus 130, so it is it is worth it to me to play it. Um, but kind of like that Robert Thomas uh, shot to play I was playing earlier in the year, he's he's going to make a sweat it out to hit those, those two, three, but uh, the value is there for me. All right, there we go. Liking the uh, value there with the uh, that prop there for sure. Uh, Chicago, like I say, I like the team total over for Chicago split with the full game over for sure. I'm waiting to see what the hell uh, the goaltending situation is uh, for uh, Chicago tonight. Uh, because I actually, you know what? Say what you will about Staylock. Staylock has played well in a couple starts here. He played excellent against Ottawa. I thought he hung in there against Detroit as well when Chicago was getting outplayed in that game and kept them at bay for a while. Staylock's been actually pretty good here last two starts. He is way the the, the better option I would trust than uh, an old uh, Hudobin, who, as Alex says in our chat, of course, Blackhawks fan, so Alex would be on top of this here. 2.89 goals against 8.99 save percentage in the AHL this year for Hudobin. Not great, uh, those numbers. Those aren't great at the NHL level, never mind the AHL level. So, Definitely some concerns here with uh, Chicago with what's going to happen in net for them tonight uh, in this game. All right, the first half of the card, and then we'll do a little ad break for Gramco. Edmonton and Toronto. Toronto minus 130, home favorites, seven the total uh, in this game. I like Toronto here. I'm going to take the Leafs minus 130. I think this sets up from a bunch of different angles. Number one, 
You've got Toronto uh, losing to Edmonton recently, and that was after they made all those trades. They brought in, uh, you know, Jake McCabe, uh, Eric Gustafson, Sam Lafferty. They put on all those new faces, and the chemistry just wasn't great in that first game, and it happened against Edmonton, and they didn't play well as a team. Uh, they're looking for redemption from that here tonight. And then after uh, the other part of it is how does Edmonton respond? Are they a little bit, you know, huge, huge comeback win on the road against the mighty Boston Bruins? You know, do they end up bringing it here tonight against uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs again uh, in this matchup? I think just situationally, there's things that point to the Leafs here uh, to get the job done. They're excited to be back home. They haven't played a home game in a, a very long time. Uh, you know, they've been away for such a long time and through Seattle, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, New Jersey. And what's nice is that they've had three days off. So it's not that typical, oh, you only get one day off and then you're, they throw you back uh, out there for your first home game after a long road trip. They've had some time to decompress, you know, which is probably a good thing for the Leafs going into this game uh, here tonight against Edmonton. Uh, I think they step up and win. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, certainly the Oilers are very capable, but uh, I think situationally I like it here with the uh, Toronto side at uh, minus a 130 uh, in this game. And uh, I'm going to look for a live over. Obviously, I'm not betting a seven. I've talked about this. Uh, and by the way, Matt Murray going to be in net tonight for the uh, Leafs and Skinner, as we would expect once again for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. I know Marner and Matthews were saying, oh, we wouldn't mind facing Jack Campbell, our old teammate. Uh, but uh, Jay Woodcroft's not doing that. Uh, obviously, Skinner got the win uh, against Toronto in Edmonton a week or two ago. Uh, he's playing well. He led them to victory against Boston the other night. It's the it's the right move, you know. Sorry to disappoint the uh, Leaf players and fans that were hoping to see Jack Campbell start tonight in Toronto against his old team, but it's definitely the right move uh, there. Matt Murray in net for the uh, Leafs uh, here tonight uh, for them. Of course, they got to try to see what they've got in them. That's what they have to do. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's coming off that game against Vancouver uh, where he gave up the four goals uh, on uh, 24 shots, 4-1 loss to Vancouver, although that was one of those games where it seems like there was a couple of breakdowns, mistakes, the two shorthanded goals. So Murray's got to try to show the coaching staff what he can do because he's just been out for so long, get a couple games under his belt, see what he can do here. Uh, we'll see if he can step up here against this uh, Edmonton Oilers team. Um uh, that is the worry for me being on Toronto is Murray. Can he step up, play a good game? You know, talk about a guy that hasn't played much, and then he gave up the four spot against Vancouver last weekend. But I'm going to look past it and go with Toronto here, minus 130. What do you think here, uh, Kevin, Edmonton, Toronto? Yeah, I don't I don't know if Jack Campbell's going to get in their game this season, let alone get into this Toronto game tonight. Man, he, he's, not, he's not playable right now. Um, and – you know, Edmonton's trying to chase down Vegas uh, for, for the division. So, uh, like, I don't know if they can afford to – how much they can afford to rest uh, Skinner. Um, I think they might kind of push, push, push here and, and wait and see, you know, if it gets late in the season and they, and they realize they're not going to catch him, then that's when you give Skinner some rest. But, uh, you know, lately Campbell hasn't hasn't been playable. Um, just does not give your chance a team a chance to win. And uh, you can't afford to just give away games at this point of the season when you're uh, you're trying to chase down chase down a team for the division. Um, this is one of my most interesting games, you know, that I'm interested to watch tonight. Uh, and always when you have, you know, a couple of the top five players in the world in the lineup, it's it's always a uh, picture interest. Um, I'm just going to going to prop because these are two good two good teams. They both can score. Um, but again, that's that's a high number that that over under uh, kind of scares me off. That total of seven, 
And I'm like in McDavid, his line is actually only at 3.5. I know the Leafs are one of the better defensive teams, but this is a guy here who has been routinely here on a streak where he is just putting the puck on net. He's scoring goals. He's feeling good about life, about being a shooter. Um, Seven of his last 10, he has been over that number. The price is, is minus 130. I feel pretty good about that. And, uh, you know, we were playing that a couple of weeks ago when it was, I think it was four, 4.5 was his line there. Um, but yeah, bring that down to 3.5. Um, he hasn't been as lethal the last couple of games, put the puck on that. But when you bring that line down to 3.5, uh, with the way he's been on the streak here the last couple of months and shoot the puck, I feel pretty good about him, uh, stepping up against the Leafs and putting four on that. So that's my one play of the game is McDavid over 3.5. All right, McDavid over. I agree with that. I think both both the the guys that are the, the players for each team that are going to want to show off tonight, Matthews and McDavid, are probably going to shoot the puck a lot. I could see it. So I think both of them might be good. Of uh, Nylander, we've talked about his shots, props for Edmonton. Though I mean, you talk about the uh, the players that have been. I think Evan Bouchard on the blue line continues to be uh, a good prop. Look, he scored the other night. Whether it's goals, points, shots. Remember, he's quarterbacking the power play now for Edmonton because of the fact that uh, Tyson Berry got traded to Nashville. Uh, so definitely I think there's reasons to like, uh, you know, his uh, sh- his uh, shots on goal and his props in general because he's basically become the uh, number one quarterback power play now for uh, of the uh, the quarterback of the number one power play for the uh, Edmonton Oilers, uh, Evan Bouchard. So good props there uh, for sure with him. Uh, Evander Kane just came back against Boston after an absence, so he'll probably feel a little bit more comfortable uh, for this uh, game tonight in uh, Toronto. So as he gets more comfortable, we'll probably look at some props for him. But, uh, you know, more than anything, you're right, I would look at Bouchard props for Toronto. Uh, I mean, definitely uh, Marner's been excellent. Uh, you know, Matthews, I think, slowly but surely, we saw him get the game-winning goal uh, against New Jersey, the power play goal uh, to beat the uh, uh, Devils in that game. Uh, he's, I think, I think he's got a run in him. Like, he obviously... Kevin hasn't come close to matching last year's production. I don't think anybody did expect him to match last year's production, but I also don't think people expected the drop-off from last year to be this year to be this much for Austin Matthews. But I think there's signs that he might be just about to go on a run. And Alex in our chat, he's right. This is a huge night for Matt Murray. Huge. He needs to put a win on the board. He needs to put a big game on the board, a great performance on the board because you know, we just saw him play against Vancouver. They lost. He gave up the four goals, although they hung him out to dry. Again, two short-handed goals. Uh, they broke down in front of him, but he's got to elevate. He's got to step up. This is huge for him. He knows Samsonov's likely going to be the guy in the playoffs. If he wants any, if he wants to factor into that, you know, argument and discussion at all, he needs to have a huge game tonight. This is a very important start for Matt Murray. Uh, so we'll see if the uh, veteran goaltender delivers the goods tonight. And it's obviously not going to be easy whenever you play uh, the Edmonton Oilers. All right. That's uh, the first half like, of the, uh, like that, uh, like that point on Bouchard. He doesn't pop up on my, uh, he's not available on my book for shots, but if he was available, yeah, I like that point there. Ian. Yeah. And again, you're looking for, you know, the best props are the ones where you take advantage of changes in the lineup, things where usage goes up for a certain player. And that's exhibit a with Evan Bouchard. Uh, since the uh, trade of uh, Pat of, uh, of uh, Tyson Berry over to uh, Nashville, uh, since that happened, that's opened up a spot for Bouchard to lead the power play group. He's plus two hundred to get an assist. By the way, plus uh, some books have him at plus eight hundred to score. Keep in mind, he did score the last game 
for Edmonton. So if you really want to take a couple of big bargain bin player prop shots there with uh, Evan Bouchard, you can't. We have a shocker, early shocker going on in Boston. Uh, the uh, Red Wings have gotten a one nothing goal, uh, and it looks like they've just added to it and made it 2 nothing as well uh, over the uh, Boston Bruins. So, wow. Uh, how about that for a beginning there in uh, Boston? A 2 nothing Red Wings lead in the first five minutes in Boston. So uh, not the start we would have expected from a Boston team that lost to Edmonton the other night. So, But plenty of time. We know this team has been a comeback uh, express this year. If anything, maybe there'll be an opportunity to bet them live. Uh, they're already down to minus 120, by the way, on the live betting line right now with this early 2 nothing deficit against Detroit. Uh, but uh, still early, only five minutes into that game. All right, uh, we'll be right back with the uh, rest of the Saturday card uh, in just a moment. Hit the like button, 188 live viewers on YouTube. We appreciate it. We'll be back to break down the rest of the Saturday NHL slate right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we're back here on the ice, guys, and we roll along. We've still got a bunch of games to go. We'll roll along, and next up, we've got St. Louis and Columbus. Uh, St. Louis, minus 130, road favorite, six and a half being the uh, total in this game. Uh, these are two teams that are obviously, as I like to say at this time of year, playing for exercise. Uh, and to me, when you look at both of these teams uh, coming into this game, uh, I guess you could say the Blues have been you know, pretty much equal road versus home. Um, but definitely Columbus has been better at home. Columbus after, after a game where I, I think they felt like we let one get away. We should have beaten that Pittsburgh team. We should have hung on and found a way to win that game 5-4 uh, against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, but obviously uh, that changed quickly uh, due to the fact that they uh, saw the uh, situation that unfolded with the uh, injury to Elvis Merzlikens, uh, who is now, of course, or actually not the injury, but personal reasons he's uh, out. Uh, for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, but he left that game. Uh, we'll see uh, how he fares here now coming uh, with uh, Michael Hutchinson now having to take over as the uh, starting goaltender here for the Jackets. Um, I really want to take Columbus here. Home dog, I think a team that's played feisty. I don't trust St. Louis on the road. St. Louis obviously beat San Jose at home in their last game, uh, four to two. But away from uh, St. Louis, this team has been uh, pretty wretched. Uh, other than a win against San Jose, they lost to LA, lost to Arizona. Uh, in their last two uh, road games. I feel this is a Columbus spot for sure. I just wish, you know, I had way more confidence than I do in Michael Hutchinson, and unfortunately I don't. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, we saw him uh, obviously have to enter the game against Pittsburgh, and that's when the comeback started. Uh, they ended up lighting him up for five goals in that comeback win. So I, I do want to take Columbus here. 
uh, and probably early first period because we know this team has been bad at protecting leads. They've had good starts and they have not finished games strong. That's been a recurring theme all season for Columbus. But I think I'm going to sprinkle on them in the first period at the very least. I lean to them full game as well. I don't trust St. Louis's road chalk. I just don't. Uh, and I like the over. Of course, I've got to get in on the over here with Hutchinson and Nett. Uh, and we should see, I think we'll see Bennington for us, St. Louis, although that is not confirmed. Keep in mind, they host Vegas tomorrow night. So with that being the case, we might see Thomas Grice uh, instead for the uh, St. Louis Blues tonight. So this is definitely something you want to uh, keep checking back uh, to see who's going to be a net for the uh, Blues uh, going into uh, this game. As far as props go, uh, there's a bunch of uh, options. you could. I like Boone Jenner over shots on goal uh, for Columbus. Uh, he is someone that's taken the onus upon himself, you know, be more of a uh, a guy to look for that offense. Uh, so Boone Jenner over shots on goal, worth a look, uh, in my opinion, in this uh, game tonight. We, we've talked about Adam Boquist to get a point. That's been an extremely undervalued prop uh, in uh, recent games for sure. Uh, he's been contributing some offense from the uh, blue line uh, for the uh, Jackets, uh, no question. Uh, and that's been a good prop to look at in recent games. Uh, Roslovic starting to heat up points in back-to-back -back games. I wouldn't argue with that. Uh, Kent Johnson, uh, two assists, two points in the last game. He might be able to find the score sheet. I'm going to, the, the St. Louis prop that I like the most, and Justin Falk over shots. I've talked about that ad nauseum. I don't even have to mention it anymore when St. Louis plays. But how about Jacob Brana? Here's a guy that's had a lot of injuries. He was dealt from Detroit to uh, St. Louis at the deadline. Uh, now he's uh, been inserted into the lineup. He's returned the last two games here as a member of the Blues, and he has uh, got 10 shots on goal in the last two games since joining this Blues team in the two games, and he scored against uh, San Jose uh, in that 4-2 win the other night. So you might be able to step in right now, grab the value while it's there on Jacob Vrana for the uh, St. Louis Blues. I think the rest of the regular season, he could end up being a guy that becomes one of their bigger offensive difference makers. He's only plus 114 to get a point. He's uh, plus 310 to score a goal. Uh, I, I'm not having a lot of luck finding shots on goal props for him, and I don't see them, and I'm very disappointed by that because he's got 10 shots in the last two games combined. He had six against Arizona, four against San Jose. I'd love to be able to bet a Jacob Brana over shots on goal for St. Louis, but I don't see them anywhere right now, which is very, very frustrating, very unfortunate. Uh, what do you think here, uh, Kevin, St. Louis, Columbus? Yeah, uh, Boone Jenner. He's he's been my go-to guy on the on the over shots uh, for a good chunk of at least a couple months here. Um, he's he's kind of tailed off a little bit here, the last the last little bit. Uh, but the the big adjustment is they've moved his line for me at least from two point five to three point five. Um, so so for me, I'm not going to play that over three point five. I'm kind of holding off right now on him. Uh, we'll see if it drops back down in the next next couple weeks. And if he uh, continues to fire puck, but for me, it's kind of a, you know, that I think I played him on every Columbus game here the last two months. So this is uh, finally hitting the pause button on him and see if that line comes back to 2.5. But for now I'm holding, um, this was a spot where I, I like Columbus on that, that money line with, uh, with plus money, um, you know, two teams, not, not good teams, but I feel, feel like Columbus has been more competitive here lately. Um, I do like the the other goalie, uh, Tarasov, who just came up from the minors, and I was hoping he got the start. And if and if he got the start, I was on the on the uh, yeah. Why are why are they not here. showcasing him? Why are they not giving him an know. opportunity? He's their future in net. It ain't Michael Hutchinson. This is this is absurd to me. What they're doing? Yeah, 
saw saw him play in in Nashville here, and he played played really well, and uh, th- th- definitely showed his his potential here. Uh, but Hutchison kind of scares me off that Columbus money line, and uh, I'm going to shift gears to the the over six point five total on the game, um, and that's that's going to be my one play of the game. So kind of got scared off that money line with with Hutchison going in. And uh, Boone Jenner, the value is just not not there for me with that line being moved on my book anyways. Excellent find there, Rich. I was hoping to see if someone, yeah, Bet99, endorsed by, of course, George St. Pierre, uh, does have props for uh, Jacob Brana. Over two and a half plus 108, says Rich. Oh, I've got got to look at, I've got to, I think I do have an account there. I just haven't used it in a uh, a while. So I'm going to see if I could get that fired up. I, I'm all over that at over two and a half at a plus price for his shots on goal. hundred uh, percent with the way we've seen him shoot 10 shots in the last uh, t- two games here combined for the uh, St. Louis blues. All right. Vegas and Carolina, Carolina minus two ten home favorites, six being the uh, total in this game. Uh, great matchup here. Golden Knights and uh, hurricanes. These teams played in Vegas uh, fairly recently. Uh, Vegas got the three, two win uh, just 10 days ago. Uh, Vegas with the uh, 4-3 overtime win against Tampa Bay. Four wins in their last five games uh, heading into this matchup against the uh, Hurricanes. We've seen a lot of close games between these two teams. For me, this is going to probably be a a look toward either Vegas or draw, maybe a split between both. I mean, this is a big price to be given Vegas. With all due respect to the Carolina Hurricanes and how good, obviously, they have well they've played. They've won four straight coming into this game, but you know, this is a big, big price against a very capable uh, Vegas uh, Golden Knights team. So, you know, this is going to be a very, very entertaining hockey game. Uh, Vegas, you know, on this road trip, we they, they played very close games with both Florida and Tampa. They lost 2-1 to Florida, but bounced back and they beat uh, uh, Tampa Bay uh, in overtime in their last game. I, I, I Definitely the draw is live here, uh, in my opinion. I think I, I definitely... This is definitely one of those games where the draw definitely piqued my interest. It should be a pretty low-scoring game because these are two very capable defensive teams. Dare I say it, but I do lean under uh, here, under six with the uh, Golden Knights and the uh, Hurricanes uh, in this game. Uh, We don't know who's going to be in net. We don't have confirmations yet uh, on either side. Just projections of Aiden Hill for Vegas, uh, Freddie Anderson for uh, Carolina. But again, neither of those uh, goaltenders have been confirmed. Keep in mind, Ronta's injured. So you know you're either going to see Freddie Anderson or maybe you see Pyotr Kochetkov again, who was called up from the AHL and got a shutout against Philadelphia in his return to this Hurricanes team. But I think it's probably a lower-scoring game, and I think it's a close game. So I'm leaning Vegas, but I like the draw even more than that. Uh, and I think Alex does as well, if I'm uh, not mistaken here, uh, with the uh, draw between the uh, Golden Knights and the Hurricanes. Plus 362, by the way, uh, is the uh, price uh, on the draw here in this game at Pinnacle. So uh, very good price for a game that I think very easily could end up going to overtime. It almost did go to overtime uh, in the previous meeting between these two teams. I think it was a late Vegas goal with two or three minutes to go in the third period that allowed them to win this game. So definitely live as far as the draw is concerned. Uh, what do you think here, Kevin? Vegas, Carolina. Yeah, I'm going under six here on the, on the game total. Um, Carolina, you know, one of the best teams in the East. Uh, Knights same one of the best teams in the West. I think uh, they're both comfortable playing those tight games. Uh, you know, Carolina can pop off against against teams all the time. You know, those those lower seeds. But uh, I think against a good team like Vegas, they're gonna they're gonna want to clamp down. And and their their recent games against each other have have been tight. So I'm very comfortable going uh, 
game total under six here, and that's that's my one play here, keeping it simple in this game. All right, liking the under here. And Jack Eichel, by the way, uh, entering this game on a point streak that is at, uh, I believe, uh, yes, yeah, five-game point streak for Eichel, four-game assist streak uh, for Jack Eichel as well. So you could consider those props. I've mentioned Riley Smith, Shea Theodore props for Vegas. Point props are worth a look. Ivan Barbashev, he's cooled off the last couple games, but he's still, I think, he's getting opportunity. Like, they've got him spotlighted. Uh, here on this uh, Vegas team up on the uh, top line. So he's getting that opportunity. Well, speaking of top line, I forgot to mention our guy Nino on the Winnipeg game. Nino Niederreiter. Yes, we're, I'm, I'm definitely going to be looking at Nino Niederreiter props again uh, for the Jets tonight against Florida. We cashed the goal prop and the point prop against Minnesota uh, and the game before that when they played San Jose. So Nino Niederreiter, Winnipeg Jets, just to go back to that game. Forgot to mention it earlier. I'll be on the props for him tonight once again. In, the, in that game with Winnipeg, Florida. But yeah, this game, I would, you know, Theodore uh, certainly has been uh, collecting the points lately for them. Uh, Carolina, on the other hand, uh, you know, it's been a, you know, offense, you know, by committee. They've just got so many different options uh, at their disposal. Maybe keep your eye on Shane Goss to spare because since they acquired him, he's going to get power play time. Uh, he's been firing the puck three shots on goal and three of the, or more in three of the last four games. So Goss to spare over shots. You know, we talked about Seth Jarvis for a while, but he's kind of cooled off in terms of the uh, shots on goal props. But yeah, this would be one where I, I'm going to be pick, uh, picking Brent Burns to get a point. But again, it's pricey now. Uh, they've uh, they've adjusted the line up a little bit on uh, Brent Burns. You're not getting the same price you were getting, say, a week or two ago uh, with that. Uh, his point prop tonight, for example, is uh, minus, uh, let me just see, or minus 160. So you can tell that they've, uh, you know, adjusted the uh the, 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 the juice on that uh, Brent Burns prop, but still I would say that is uh, worth a look, uh, even though they've increased the uh, price on it. All right, next up, we've got the uh, Washington Capitals, New York Islanders. Islanders minus 130, home favorites, uh, five and a half being the uh, total uh, in this game. Uh, I could only look at the Islanders side here, uh, and uh, I haven't bet it yet, but I strongly lean Islanders. I mean, I think for Washington, it's kind of the writing on the wall for them uh, that Playoffs ain't going to happen. Three and seven in their last 10 games. They've not played well uh, necessarily. They're giving up a lot of shots too. This blue line, uh, we've talked about this theme with Washington here last couple games. They've got some key blue liners out. Very important to how well they can defend in their own end uh, with Jensen and uh, Fahervari and Carlson's been out for a long time. I mean, they have been definitely giving up shots on goal uh, of late. They've given up 40 plus shots, three consecutive games. Uh, the Capitals going into tonight against the Islanders, who, you know, suddenly themselves have fired 40, 36, and 39 shots on goal, you know, in three of their last four games. So, you know, does that make maybe the New York Islander props uh, appeal, shots on goal props appealing tonight uh, in this game? It very well might, you know, with just the way the uh, Capitals have suddenly been uh, hemorrhaging the shots on goal that they've been allowing in recent games. You know, it's funny, Zach Parise, the old man on the team of all people, he's gone over his shots on goal prop in five straight games for the New York Islanders. Anders Lee has gone over it in four straight games. You could start with those two guys as far as shots on goal options here for the New York Islanders tonight. Uh, as far as the production is concerned, uh, you know, it's, it's insane how much Brock Nelson's been great for the Islanders. TJ Oshie is... Definitely played well since 
uh, you know, the last couple of weeks coinciding with uh, when Ovechkin was away. And then when he came back, Oshie was still playing fairly well. So, you know, the point prop on him is not a bad option here uh, in this game as well. So, but I like the Islanders here, unless we get something unexpected. Uh, uh, and by the way, Varlamov in net for the Islanders instead of Sorokin, but that doesn't bother me too much. Uh, Varlamov still a very capable goalie. Let's not forget he notched a, a shutout against the Winnipeg Jets the last time he started uh, on February the uh, 26th, and he's facing his former team. You're always excited, you know, when you played uh, against a team that you used to be with, and that is the case here for Varlamov uh, in this game. Uh, the Islanders, to me, uh, minus 130. Uh, I haven't bet it yet, but uh, definitely looking in that uh, direction. Yeah, Rasmus Sandin is a very, very interesting uh, player to discuss, Rich, because you're right. With all the injuries on the blue line, he now finds himself. I don't know if he expected the opportunity to come this quickly, but he's on the top power play unit for the Capitals. He's playing a lot of minutes here. I'm looking at it the last two games, 25 and 29 minutes. Uh, three shots on goal combined. He had a goal, an assist, and two points against L.A. Did not have a point against the New Jersey Devils. But situationally, with the injuries on the blue line, with him getting the greater minutes and the number one power play duty, you know, there's reasons to like Sandine props here, whether they're shots, but more in particular, goals or especially assist prop. Assist prop at bet 99 is plus 150 for Rasmus Sandin. So Rasmus Sandin assist at plus 150. I think given the situation he's in, he's going to get the minutes at five on five. Number one power play. He's got a chance to hit the score sheet for sure. Uh, what do you think here in this one, uh, Kevin Washington, New York Islanders? Yeah, I like I like the boost with uh, Sandin's ice time a lot. Uh, he's not available on my book for for any of those plays, but that's that's one I like a lot for sure. Um, Islanders should be able to get the job done, but uh, this Caps team still still is dangerous with uh, the offensive threats they have in their lineup. So that's that's enough to keep keep me away from uh, playing either side. Um, I'm looking at one prop here, and it's Tom Wilson, a guy who's starting to find his game here. Um, he's now back on that, that top line here with, uh, Kuznetsov and Ovechkin. Um, his, his line, his over under shots is only 1.5. He's hit it in seven of the last 10. Uh, the price is not awesome. You got to pay minus 177 for it. But the reason I like it is because he's, he's trending towards more and more ice time here, uh, more opportunity. Um, and I feel like he's, he's regularly going to start starting to hit it, hit it here as long as they keep him in that uh, that cushy cushy spot in the lineup. Um, and I think eventually that line will move to, to 2.5 here if he, he keeps playing 20 minutes a night. Uh, he finally, first time back, I think he was up, up to 20 minutes a night here uh, since coming back. Um, so he's, he's, he's rounding in the form here. Uh, wasn't doing a lot when he first got back in the lineup, but he's, he's starting to find it, and they're starting to give him that opportunity. So I'm going to play the over – 1.5 for Tom Wilson. Uh, that was one that I had piqued my interest as well, was that over one and a half. The juice was a little high on it, but I could certainly make a case for it. No question about that. Uh, Tom Wilson in terms of over uh, the uh, shots on goal prop uh, tonight for the uh, Capitals. All right, uh, next up, we've got Ottawa and Vancouver. Senators minus 125 road favorites, six and a half the total. We've reached the late games here, and there's four of them here uh, on this uh, Saturday night uh, NHL card. I'm taking Ottawa here, and I know Vancouver's played a little bit better, but uh, it's a more important game for Ottawa. They need points. They can't, you know, screw around and uh, not get points against a team like this. 
uh, even though, uh, as I said, the Canucks have played a lot more spirited lately. They've actually won three in a row for their last five. Not going to be easy, but, you know, the, the wins, the last two were Nashville and Anaheim. They did beat Toronto on a Saturday night, but uh, I like the way Ottawa's playing right now. They bounced back. They responded the right way uh, against the, uh, the Seattle Kraken after a that game against Chicago, clearly. That was not Ottawa, you know. That was not normal Ottawa that night. They were out of it. The goaltender was thrown in at the last second with Cam Talbot, a late late last-minute scratch. And, and Mad Sogard just was not ready to perform at an adequate level uh, in that game for Ottawa. Uh, that was not the case against Seattle. He knew ahead of time. He's the starter, and obviously he was able to uh, get the job done. Uh, and uh, look, Ottawa got out to that strong start. Seattle came back, but Ottawa found a way to win that game 5-4. Uh, you look at it here, we think it'll be Sogard and Demko, uh, the starting goaltending matchup, although that has not been confirmed uh, here yet for this game. I like Ottawa here minus a 120, and I like the over for Ottawa. Ottawa continues right now to be an over team for me uh, as far as I'm concerned until proven otherwise. They've got everybody contributing right now, whether it's Giroux, Batherson, Kachuk, Stutzla. They're all in excellent form, and they're all probably very good shots on goal candidates as well tonight, especially Stutzla. I mean, Stutzla has been ridiculous. It's automatic. And, you know, over two and a half shots has been a repeated theme for him. Uh, he's gone over that in six straight games for the uh, Ottawa Senators. Uh, I think that's definitely a good prop to look at once again tonight. Uh, as far as uh, point props, um, Batherson could be worth a look. I mean, if you're going to look at point props and goal props, Giroux, you know, always worth a look right now as well. Stutzla, as I said. On the Vancouver side, I think they will find the back of the net at least a little bit too. Uh, because, you know, we have see, we, we are talking about a young goalie in Sogard. Still, we see Ottawa give up some goals in certain games. So for me, I, for with Vancouver, I target Kuzmenko. He's been excellent. Beauvillier, he's had a new life in Vancouver after that trade from the New York Islanders. Uh, those are the players. Connor Garland, who played with Tockett uh, in Arizona under head coach Rick Tockett there, and now he's got Tockett as his coach again here in Vancouver. You know, even he has been noticeable of late. He's had a new... Uh, shot of adrenaline, uh, new life uh, here in Vancouver. So, you know, Connor Garland props are probably worth a look as well. If you look at uh, Garland uh, going into this game, he has four points in the last four games and a couple of goals as well. So uh, it's a good prop game because I expect high event hockey. I expect goals both ways. Even though Vancouver's been trying to tighten it up, I think it's going to be difficult to do that here with uh, Ottawa, the way Ottawa's firepower and uh, is rolling right now. Uh, and it is worth noting, too, this has been a strong over series history. Four straight overs between Ottawa and Vancouver, 6-3, 6-2, 4-3, uh, the final scores uh, in those games. So I like Ottawa, money line, and also over 6.5 and, and all those props I mentioned. It's a good prop game for sure for me, in my opinion. What do you think here, Beachy, with Ottawa-Vancouver? Yeah, I like the Sens just straight up on the money line here. Um, they've just been, other than that Chicago game, they, they didn't show up for. Uh, they've just been just too good as a group right now. Um, the only thing that does worry me a little bit, Vancouver has been playing some pretty competitive hockey lately and Demko has played some good hockey since, since getting back in that. Um, I still like the Sens to take, take care of business here. So I like them on the money line. Um, however, I could see Demko maybe keeping the game tighter early, uh, which kind of could force the Sens to have to push. So I do like the team shots over, 32.5 for the Senators here. Um, just with Demko and that, I could I could see him maybe uh, frustrating the Senators for a little bit and uh, the Sens having to put more uh, more pucks on that as they push through, through the game. So 
I have the Senators over 32.5 on the team shots, and then I like them taking care of business here on the money line as they continue to push for that wild card. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely good looks there. I like a lot of those props for sure uh, right now. Yeah, Vancouver. Let, let's give Vancouver their credit. They're playing a little bit better. You're start, starting to see Tockett get his, you know, imprint on this team, get them playing a little bit better. Uh, and they have been better in their own end. Look, they've held their opponents here the last uh, four games. They've given up two, three, six, eight goals in the last four games. That's two goals per game on average. Look, Demko being back has really helped that a lot too. Uh, make no mistake about it. He's obviously the best goalie they have. But I think uh, to me, this is just, and, and I think the reason why I like Ottawa too is because Vancouver's recent play, their improved play the last uh, few games is what's leading Ottawa to be a lesser favorite here. You know, uh, you know, they, I think if Vancouver was still just horrendous like they were a couple weeks ago, maybe Ottawa's laying minus 150 in this game, minus 160 instead of minus 125. So I think because Vancouver's actually picked their play up a little bit, you're getting a better price here with Ottawa, which I like to take advantage of here uh, in this one. All right, Dallas and Seattle. We've got the uh, Stars minus 120 road favorites, six the total in this game. I like the Kraken here. Uh, slight home dogs, tough loss the other night against Ottawa, but still playing good hockey. And the part of the reason why I liked uh, Seattle or Ottawa in that game was, you know, Seattle after the long road trip, they survived and they beat Anaheim, although it wasn't a pretty effort, but they'd be running into an Ottawa team that was coming off the Chicago game and would be looking to play very strong. Maybe Seattle in a non-conference game like that falls a little bit flat. And maybe that's what happened there. Now they play Dallas, and I think you get Seattle looking to bounce back strong here on their home ice. And Dallas, after that 10-4 win against Buffalo, they've won four of their last five, but now they're traveling all the way to the West Coast here uh, in this game to take on this Seattle team. You know, I just think it sets up okay for uh, uh, Seattle here as they look to uh, get back in the win column following that uh, game against the uh, uh, Ottawa Senators the other night. Uh, you look at the uh, recent form again, Dallas has played a little bit better. Their offense has certainly come to life. That's why they've gone over the total here. Four straight games. They've scored five, seven, four, and 10. So a grand total of uh, 26 goals for this uh, Dallas Stars team in their last four games. So there's no question they've been able uh, to light the lamp. No doubt. Uh, we'll see if that continues tonight. Uh, Goaltending for this game, we think it's going to be uh, Ottinger versus Grubauer, although that hasn't been confirmed as of yet. Uh, by the way, some injuries, too, for Dallas, worth noting, including Tyler Sagan, uh, who is a day-to-day -day lower body injury, suffered that against Buffalo. Peter DeBoer said didn't really have an update at the time, but uh, it's unlikely he's going to play tonight in Seattle. We just don't know if it's going to be day-to-day or week-to-week -week right now. Uh, with uh, Tyler Sagan and his status. Now, Dallas certainly you know, still got Robertson and Ben uh, and Pavelski, and who's been a little bit resurgent lately. Rope hints, of course, uh, but they will miss uh, Tyler Sagan. No question about that. Takes a little bit away uh, from them. As far as props go, this is a good prop game. In addition to like in Seattle here, plus 100. Jared McCann. I mean, it's all things Jared McCann right now for me. Uh, he has been ridiculously good for the uh, Seattle Kraken and still undervalued too. I mean, uh, it's amazing with the run he's put together and you're still not always, uh, you know, the price, the prices for him just to get a point tonight, minus 145 when he has been just almost automatic uh, in terms of getting on the uh, score sheet for the uh, Kraken eight of the last 10 games with a point Vince Dunn, eight of the last 10 games with a point, those two players in particular, they've almost uh, been automatic getting on the score sheet with just a, at least one point 
and Dunn is only minus 122 to get a point. So I like those props on uh, those two guys, McCann and Dunn. McCann to score a goal because he's also been finding the back of the net with regularity. Uh, I certainly wouldn't talk anyone out of that as well with the way he's been going uh, of late. So uh, definitely some good props there that uh, pique my interest in this game. Max Domi's gone over uh, or gotten a point, I should say, in eight of the last 10 games. In seven of the last 10. Wyatt Johnston, I keep saying don't sleep on him. Uh, Jared McCann, too, like I mentioned, not just the shot, the goal on the point prop, but over shots on goal, seven of the last 10. Uh, he's trended that way. Joe Pavelski, I mentioned now he's been a little bit better lately. Seven of the last 10, he's gone over two and a half shots. So really good prop game. Lots on the menu that piqued my interest here in this matchup. Uh, what do you think here, Kevin? Dallas, Seattle. Yeah, um, these are two teams that have been in some high-scoring games lately here. Um, so first thought, first thought is playing the over. But as the games wind down here and these teams need points, um, eventually these teams, these games got to start clamping down here and, and become a little more playoff hockey. Um, so I'm going to stay away from the over-under. Um, again, tough, tough call for me on, on the money line. Who, who's going to take this game? Um, so I'm going to zero in on, on a prop here I like. And it's Vince Dunn, and it's actually the under. I'm feeling the unders today. So his his shot total line is 1.5. Uh, he split the last 10. Five of the last 10 under. So you wouldn't say, hey, much much value there. But the payout was plus 140. So that's, that's where I find the value. Um, he's been 50-50 on the last 10, whether he hits that mark. Uh, but when you give me a payout of, of plus 140, that's, that's where I see the value. So I'm going Vince Dunn under 1.5 shots for a payout of plus 140. All right, there we go. Uh, Vince Dunn, which is, you know, and Vince Dunn, to be quite honest with you, um, that might not be a bad look because he's not exactly a high-volume shots player from game to game, but he's been racking up the points because he's been dishing the puck. Uh, and that's something really to point out. He did have a goal the other night with his great wrist shot. He's actually maybe should shoot the puck more. That was a great shot he had the other night to, in that game against Ottawa. He scored a really nice goal on a wrist shot right from the circle. Uh, really, really good. Put it in a perfect spot. Uh, no chance for Sogard. But uh, you're right. Overall, in general, he hasn't been shooting the puck nearly as much as uh, some other players on this Kraken team. So maybe a target for under uh, shots on goal. Uh, for him tonight uh, in this game. And uh, Kevin liking him to stay under that number for his shots for Vince Dunn. All right, Nashville, LA. We've got the uh, Kings minus 160 home favorites, six the total uh, in this one. Kings playing really good hockey. Uh, big win on the road against Colorado. I do worry just a little bit, you know, come back home flat against uh, Nashville perhaps, but they're playing really well. And I see no reason not to uh, get back on the train here with this uh, team. I've cashed a few tickets with them of late. Uh, they've been pretty solid to me. I was on them, a split bet, the draw and LA against uh, Colorado. And of course they ended up getting the five, two win that night. Uh, I think they come back home. They take care of business here against uh, Nashville. Uh, it is worth noting Nashville did beat them back in January, but that was a much different looking uh, Nashville team uh, five, three in that game. But Nashville's made a lot of changes since then. Uh, I lean over the total here. Four straight head to head meetings have gone over. LA is scoring right now. Uh, in recent games, they've improved themselves defensively too, but uh, they have definitely been scoring uh, the last uh, five games for the Kings, six, three, four, four, and five goals and a total of 22 goals uh, in the last five games for the LA Kings. So maybe a team total uh, over three and a half and a full game over split Kings and over five and a half Raymond Reddington. I like that as well. Kings in regulation. 
Uh, I might uh, get in on that. I probably will break up the bet in a bunch of different manners here with the Kings. Little team total over three and a half. Little on the regulation line on L.A., which is minus 104 at Pinnacle. And might even look at that L.A., you know, an over five and a half combo uh, in this game as well. But I think the Kings get the job done. Again, when you have such a big win like that, you come back home, you face Nashville who, as they know, are likely fading out of the playoff race and have you know, traded a lot of key pieces away at the deadline. Maybe this is not the spot where a team always brings their best, but I think L.A. has their heads down and they're playing great hockey right now. I, I'm not totally convinced that L.A. has a flat spot tonight, and even if they do, I don't think that's enough of a reason to not uh, bet against them here, or bet, bet or not bet on them, I should say, here tonight. I like L.A. in a bunch of different forms here. Team total over. Maybe a little on that Kings and over five and a half. And certainly the regulation I like the most at minus 104. Uh, what do you think here in this one, Beachy, with Predators Kings? Yeah, I like I like the Kings a lot here. Uh, they're playing some good, good hockey. Um, so I, I like this price, minus 155 on the money line. I'm um, just looking at this Nashville lineup. It does not, not scare you at all. Um, just either too many big pieces have been moved out of the lineup or, or guys injured. Um, so I like the I like the Kings to take take care of business here. Uh, another prop I like is Tyson Berry over 1.5 on on his shots. Um, three straight here he he's hit he's hit over that and he's he's been up around five four shots so easily clearing that as well. Uh, his first game with with Nashville he only had one so maybe kind of getting adjusted but three state three straight since then he's been uh, he's been well clear of it. Um, if you go back. With his games with the Oilers, nine of his last ten, he's been over. I mean, I know that's not that's not fair because he's playing that top power play unit back in Edmonton, um, where here he's on the second power play unit. Um, but in Edmonton, there he was routinely routinely up at three three four shots a game. Um, but it finds like he's he's found a groove here and he's he's continuing to be a shooter. So his last few games, he's up around four or five two shots a game. He only needs two. Uh, and, and the price you really got to pay is only only minus one fifty. So I like him to keep keeping a shooter there and at least get two on net. So that's my one prop of the game. All right, uh, it is I think a decent prop game. There is some concern with Fiala tonight for LA. Day to day, did get banged up a little bit at the end of the Colorado game. Questionable for tonight. So keep an eye on that. Jersey on the blue line out for uh, LA as well. But as we now know, you know. They've got a lot of depth now, uh, improved depth on the uh, back end now, after, especially after acquiring uh, Gavrikov uh, from uh, Columbus, which was obviously a huge uh, sign. He's already made their blue line so much more stable and certainly better in their own end with him. So uh, definitely liking that. Velarde props, yep. Uh, Velarde starting to heat up again, no question about that. Uh, Cody Glass would be the one guy I'd bet for Nashville. Cody Glass has been uh, noticeable lately. Uh, like I say, Cody Glass repair, Cody Glass replace. Maybe you look at him here for a prop tonight for the uh, Nashville uh, Predators. But you're right, uh, Thomas Novak's cooled off. Of course, they've got Forsberg injured. They've got uh, Ryan Johansson uh, injured right now uh, for the uh, Nashville Predators. Yuso Parson, and it was pretty good for a bit. My uh, fellow uh, Dundas, Ontario guy, uh, Mark Jankowski, uh, is injured right now uh, for the uh, Predators as well, so they've definitely got a few injuries right now, and the ones that the the ones that are really impactful are, are big time in terms of Forsberg and uh, Johansson being out for them. All right, we have reached finally. This is a massive card. I mean, we we rarely have like the only the only time the only possibility of us having a show with a card bigger than this is if we had all thirty two teams playing today. 
and it was 16 games instead of 15. That's how big this card is, but we finally wrap it up here with Minnesota and San Jose. We have the uh, Wild minus 180, a uh, road favorite, six being the uh, total uh, in this game. Uh, San, of course, Minnesota continues to play this, you know, K Katie by the bar the door style of hockey. You know, that's really what we've seen uh, from the uh, Minnesota Wild, but it's working for them. You know, they, they don't need to apologize. This is a style that is fitting them well. They're winning these tight checking, low scoring games. They do just enough to win. Uh, and that's been a recipe that's worked. Uh, you know, they've won five of their last six, 3-2 uh, against Columbus, 2-1 against the Islanders, 2-1 against Vancouver, 3-0 against Calgary, 1-0 against, uh, or actually they lost in a shootout, 1-0 uh, against Calgary. They're only lost during this stretch. And then the 4-2 win against uh, Winnipeg, which was finally uh, a game that broke a eight-game uh, over the total streak uh, for the uh, Minnesota Wild, an eight-game under the total streak for them going into that game against Winnipeg. Uh, on the other side, you have San Jose. They lost back-to-back -back games on their uh, road trip against Colorado and St. Louis after winning the first game uh, against Winnipeg. But this is a bit of a tricky spot for the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, they will be playing their uh, fourth game in six nights. They went from Winnipeg to Colorado then back Midwest to St. Louis and now back home for this game against San Jose, uh, Minnesota and long-term San Jose has not been a very good uh, bet in this spot, returning home off a long road trip. So I think Minnesota gets the job done, but I also could see Minnesota struggling to win by margin because that has happened a lot lately, even against teams that are way below average. So I'm going to do a split here, split bet that, that time of year where I feel comfortable doing it this way with uh, a little on Minnesota here in regulation at plus 100 and a, just a smaller bet on the draw uh, as well, just in case, you know, Minnesota's just got that usual keep the opponent, you know, tight, you know, and make sure it's, and it still ends up being a close game. Plus, you know, you can't always count on the wild offense to pull away and win by margin. I think they should win this game. They're obviously playing well in this defensive minded style of theirs. Uh, San Jose's in a tough spot returning home off a road trip. And again, after those uh, few games on the road, this is now their fourth game in six nights with all that travel too coming back home. So Minnesota should win. I'm going to do Minnesota in regulation plus 100. Smaller bet on the draw as well in this game, which you can get at plus 328 at Pinnacle. Uh, what do you think here, Kevin? Final game on the board, Wild Sharks. Yeah, take all that you just said and then add Kaprizov out of the lineup. And you're looking at a Minnesota Wild team that's got to clamp down even more. Yeah. So you lose your biggest offensive piece, probably the one guy who has permission to go wild and do whatever he wants. Now he's, he's out of month, lineup. by the way. Three. Yeah. Uh, they're saying probably about a month. So they're hoping by the first round of the playoffs he's back. But again, with these injury timetables, they always could change moving targets sometimes. Yeah. So now with him out, they're gonna they're gonna struggle to score goals, which which they haven't been doing. Anyways, they've been winning games on defense. Um, so I, I look for that trend to continue big time here. So I'm going right after that. And I got the Sharks team total goals under 2.5. Um, I'm looking for that wild defense to uh, continue to pave, pave the way to their success. They're going to win or lose based on, uh, you know, the way they keep pucks out of the net. Um, so I look them to continue that trend. And so I got the Sharks under 2.5 team goals here. All right, Sharks uh, under two and a half team goals. We want to update you too. Uh, Thomas Grice is confirmed in net now for St. Louis. So I kind of thought it was going to be him, 
maybe with the uh, uh, St. Louis playing again tomorrow, and that is indeed the uh, case. So Thomas Grice will be the uh, goalie tonight. So I like that over even more now uh, with uh, St. Louis and uh, Columbus. Uh, what else have we got here in terms of – there are again, with Kaprizov out, I'm looking at the line combos. It's Hartman, Zuccarello, and it's Sam Steele uh, on the uh, top line, it looks like here for the uh, Minnesota Wild, at least as of the latest line combination. So, uh, again, this is a guy that's been out for several games. He's back uh, tonight rejoining the lineup, and it looks like he's going to be up on the top unit. You know, unless things change last second or Dean Evason changes things, it actually does look like Sam Steele will play alongside Hartman and Zuccarello on the newly formed top line for Minnesota without Kirill Kaprizov, who is, of course, going to be out for upwards of a month uh, due to the injury. So uh, maybe Sam Steele has value with his props tonight. Obviously, he's going to get the opportunity. Uh, there's no uh, question. Barabanov continues to cash for me. I've talked about goal props and point props for him. He had another one the other night for the uh, San Jose Sharks. Good chemistry with him and Logan Couture uh, on that second line. So uh, maybe you look in that direction. I wouldn't go too... Uh, uh, heavy with San Jose scoring props because they might be in tough to find the back of the net against this stingy uh, Minnesota Wild team who I believe tonight in net, we don't have it confirmed yet for them, but uh, projections are that it'll be Philip Gustafson for Minnesota and Kapo Kakinen here for the uh, <coughs> for the San Jose Sharks. And uh, also, as far as the uh, couple, one more prop, and Rich, you mentioned it, you're right. William Eklund, uh, he, again, he's played four games since his recall and he's only got one point in those four games, but it looks like there's a potential for him to be playing on the top line tonight with hurdle and Zetterlin for the uh, San Jose Sharks. So for that reason alone, you know, you can make a good argument that you look at some William Eklund props for the uh, San Jose Sharks here uh, in this game tonight. Uh, and with Eklund, his shots on goal is uh, one and a half. It's juice though, minus 175 point prop is plus 110. Goal prop is plus 410. You know, not the worst idea in the world to sprinkle on the uh, goal prop, and especially at plus 410. He is going to be on the top line, and he is going to get that those uh, opportunities, it looks like, uh, not only on the uh, top line, but uh, from the latest lot combinations. Eklund's going to play with Couture, Barabanov, Hurdle, and Carlson uh, on the top power play unit for San Jose tonight as well. So uh, that might make those props even more appealing with Eklund getting this uh, very strong opportunity tonight. All right, there you go. That is the uh, Saturday card. Uh, we appreciate it very much. You can tell my voice is straining a little bit with all the shows I've done this week, but uh, we're feeling it. We're finally going to have a break for the rest of the day, uh, kick back and watch all this hockey action unfold, not, not to mention college basketball uh, conference tournament action, which continues today as well. So a busy Saturday. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. Hit the like button. We've given you almost two solid hours of wall-to-wall, game-by-game, Saturday NHL betting analysis, sides, totals, player props, you name it. We've delivered it. Kevin Beach and yours truly here uh, on this Saturday edition of the show. And make sure you sign up and subscribe. Patreon.com slash IceGuys. There's no better way to show your enjoyment of the show and your gratitude for us doing this seven days a week all season long than signing up at Patreon.com slash IceGuys, just $10 a month. Goalie charts, totals charts, power ratings, our daily Ice Guys show betting card. We've got bonus video content posted there. The Nikita Kaszurski interview uh, was posted the other day, so make sure you check that out. we got a lot more uh, on the way as well, so uh, make sure you sign up and subscribe. Become a Patreon Ice Guys uh, member, uh, just $10 a month, patreon.com slash iceguys. Uh, we will be back with our best bets to wrap up this edition of the Saturday uh, Ice Guys show uh, right after we hear from Manscaped.
Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0, takes care of your facial hair, uh, and among other things, uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at manscaped.com so get 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code ice guys at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code ice guys unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped All right, we're back here on the Ice Guys, and we are ready to wrap up a marathon. And look, we have a lot of marathon shows. This might have been the uh, king of marathon editions of the Ice Guys show because I know we haven't done a 15-game uh, NHL slate on a Saturday this season. But we have reached the end. We've reached the summit, and it is time for best bets. Uh, Kevin, we'll start with you. What do you got for best bet? I'm going Tyson Berry over 1.5. It's minus 150 to play it. Uh, 11 of his last 12, he's hit it. Now, I know a lot of that has been with the Oilers. Uh, he's been with Nashville for, for four games here. Um, the only game in that last 12 he hasn't hit it was his first game with Nashville. Um, where he only had one shot. He had no power play time. Uh, in the last three games since, uh, he's been up around four or five shots a game. Uh, he's he's made up his mind here this, this last uh, dozen of games that he's a shooter. He continues to shoot with the Predators as well. Um, and he's still seeing some power play time there, even though it's not that first unit. But uh, Tyson Berry is my bet of the day, over 1.5 shots. All right, there it is. Tyson Berry, Nashville Predators, over one and a half uh, shots on goal uh, for uh, Kevin Beach, his best bet here for this Saturday uh, NHL uh, card. I'm just uh, confirming it's uh, yeah, over one and a half. It's actually not bad. It's at minus 150 at uh, Unibet. Uh, so shop around. There's some books that offer two and a half on his shots on goal, but find the one and a half uh, at minus 150. It's still a decent price at that number. So over one and a half minus 150 for uh, Tyson Berry over shots on goal for Kevin Beach. And my best bet for this uh, Saturday card, man, there's so much to choose from. It is not an easy decision to say the least with what we're going to go with here for a uh, best bet on this uh, Saturday card. But for me, when it comes to best bet uh, here, uh, I'm going to end up going with, the um, Ottawa Senators here, minus 120 against the uh, Vancouver Canucks. I think it's a reasonable price. I like the situation here. They got back on track against Seattle. Vancouver, yeah, they've won two in a row. They're playing a little bit better, but they're not playing Nashville. They're not playing Anaheim. 
this time around. They're playing a Senators team that is, I think, on a mission to make the playoffs. I think you throw the Chicago game in the garbage chute, uh, you write it off. It was just a bad game. The circumstances were tough for Ottawa that night. And you throw out that game and every other recent game, Ottawa's found ways to win and they played great. And Jacob Chikrin's fitting in. Oh, Jacob Chikrin to get a point and score a goal. Both of those, I think, are worth a look in that game, but especially, but especially the point prop on Jacob Chikrin there in that game. But I like Ottawa here, minus 120 uh, against Vancouver, reasonable price, Senators for best bet for this Saturday NHL card. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder. The BetCast, Tuesday night, March 14th, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, make sure you join us for that. DM me at Bobano on Twitter or email Bobano350 at gmail.com. Uh, and we will I will make sure to send the link for that BetCast on Tuesday night. Always a lot of fun. Live betting commentary uh, with, our, with me, Alex, our guests. Drinking is always encouraged because it's a bar and pub atmosphere on the Ice Guys Live BetCast. So DM me at Bobano on Twitter or email Bobano350 at gmail.com to request a spot on the live BetCast Tuesday, March 14th. Maybe during the playoffs, we'll get Kevin in on one of these when he's got the uh, opportunity uh, for uh, one of these uh, live uh, BetCasts. But uh, Tuesday night, make sure you join us for that. All right. The Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For our Saturday guest, Kevin Beach, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. Mm-hmm.